And we're back with another episode of VO Buzz Weekly. Yes, we are. And the fun and shenanigans continue with the fabulous Jim Meskimen. Let's get buzzed. Turn it up. Get ready. You're tuned in to VO Buzz Weekly. Weekly. And now, prepare to get seriously buzzed with your hosts, Chuck Duran and Stacey J. Aswan. What about the most challenging experience in your career? I always think of this one time, the first commercial campaign as, a, as an on-camera performer. I used to do a lot of commercials mm-hmm. in, in the 80s when I was in my 20s and 30s. And the first campaign I got was for Quality Inns Hotels. And they used to have a campaign where a guy would come out of the suitcase yeah. and yes, talk. Spoke yes, to yes. And there were several of us, but um, I did a good dozen or so of these commercials. And the, one of the first ones that we ever did was so challenging that... In the middle of it, I was like, I don't know if this can be done. I don't know if this can be done. And it was uh, special effects before the digital age when you, right. know, you could go, oh, no, just make that a little bluer, a little higher, a little lower. It was like, okay, I got out of the suitcase, and then as I'm talking, I pulled another empty suitcase out and set it next to me. And then I, <laughs> then I would listen as the, the version of me that would come in later talked, and then that person would come in, put another suitcase in, but it all had to be in the same mag that they were filming out of yeah. because it wasn't digital. Right. So I had to like do my little bit, put the thing down in exactly the right place, listen, react uh-huh, to what I hadn't done yet, and then the last one, and then do a little thing like that. <laughs> so the language of advertising is sometimes not really English. It's, mm-hmm. you know, it's names of things and the peculiar, and anyway, I kept doing it, as perfectly as I could, and they would go, ah, quarter second too long. Oh. <sighs> okay. <laughs> Can we cut anything? No. Okay. All right. And we did it all day. Yeah. And, I'm, and they'd go, that was close, Jim. I'd go, yeah, okay. Do it again. And, you know, and then I was good, but you just had the thing a little off. and uh, Oh, well, now we have to change the mag, so we're going to start all over Oh, yeah. no. So and it's it, too short now. Yeah, that's, yeah, that was a little too fast. And can you emphasize this a little bit more? Are you kidding me? Yeah. I did it. Yeah. You know, it's like saying, oh, you know, Hussein Bolt, he runs it fast. And they go, could you do it? But hop on your left leg just a little more often. And they're like, oh, no, please. So we did eventually get it. But I was like, I'm going out of my freaking mind. Mm-hmm. And like, I would walk around and I was like, <laughs> you were like, I earned and, every penny. Yeah. And I was, I was very proud of myself. Yeah. And since then, though, I've done hundreds of commercials. And since yeah. then, nothing has ever Comparison. been that difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was a special, a special victory. Thank yeah. God. Yeah. Do you get a little, like, uh, clammy when you have to pack a suitcase now? (laughs) (laughs) Anytime I have to climb out of a suitcase, I get a little little funny. Um, Do you still, uh, am I hogging him? A little bit, but I'm going to hog him back, so go ahead. Okay, I'll... I'll, I'll, (laughs) Tell me hogging. That was good, that was good. But I usually hog, Um, so... Do you still audition for voiceover stuff? Constantly. Okay, good. I do about, uh, I would say... uh, and I, I heard you talking to Sumit Iyengar of yeah. uh, CESD yes. about auditions and audition to booking ratio yep. and stuff like that. And I audition probably an average of 20 times a week, mm-hmm. and um, which I thought was pretty high. 20 times a week. And then I talked yeah. to uh, uh, a guy whose name escapes me at the moment, a uh, very successful voiceover guy. It'll come to me. And I asked him. We, we happened to book a job together um, uh, for Mike and Molly, so we were both on the stage at Paramount or something, and uh, we were laying around talking to each other. And I'm like, oh, I never have a t- chance to talk to anybody. Yeah. And I said, so how many, how many, uh, how many auditions you go on? And he goes, I don't know, 50, 60 a week. I'm like, 
I'm like, what? Mm. And he says, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm getting them all day long. I'm like, but that's all he does. Yeah. Right. Um, I do on-camera stuff, and, but still. Right. That's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. And, and he's got a deep and beautiful, sonorous voice. And as soon as I remember his name, I'll let you know. Well, when you think about Wanna it, please tell us. Maybe now we can help you. you. Now we all want to know who's handsome, doing Handsome 60. African American man with long gray braids. Dave oh, Fenoy. Dave Fenoy. Dave Fenoy. Dave Fenoy. Dave Fenoy. Dave Fenoy. Handsome man with dreads. My, my hat is off to you. Dave Fenoy. Off to you. I believe it. He's good people. Yeah. Good guy. Absolutely. Yeah. Does a lot of auditions. Probably books. Half of those. Yeah, exactly. Uh, now, my booking ratio, I do pay attention to, and it's it seems, it's very odd. I I don't like, I don't see a correlation with like, well, if I do 25 of these, then I'll probably get one yeah. of mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. I'll get something. It may not be one of these. It may come in from another area mm -hmm. entirely. All right. I know is keep putting stuff out. Keep promoting, keep yep. doing auditions. Something will come from somewhere. It's this, you know, it's the universe. It's like planting yeah. seeds, right? Yeah. It's like planting well, it seeds. Well, yeah. it goes in cycles, so, you know. So I think it ebbs and flows. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Do you? Know, you like I'll, I'll get a lot of repeat business from someone that goes, yes. hey, you know that ADR session when you were replacing Kevin Spacey's voice? Yeah. We need more. I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, that's a job. Yeah. I don't care if it's this one I read Except for Except this I, time we have George Clooney. Right. Exactly. <laughs> George Clooney doing Kevin Spacey. What would that sound like? I suppose it would be less convivial. <laughs> and a lot of looking at the camera. Yeah. And a lot of looking at the camera. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what words of wisdom could you share with our audience about auditioning? You know, maybe some do's, some don'ts, some things that you hmm. found through the years that have worked and not worked. Boy, it's its own animal, you know? I mean, the audition is a performance. Think of it as a performance. That's that's probably yeah, absolutely yeah, that's it's probably a good thing. Yeah, and uh, I, you know I think a lot of us now are recording at home. anybody anybody with any sense is doing it at home and sending <laughs> it in. And I think the um, the first impulse is to try to polish and do it a million times and edit it and, and you know and then do it forever. Get in again. Get into a flow. Just do lots of them. Think more quantity right than quality. Actually, in mm -hmm. the beginning, quantity, 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 quantity. Um, do as best you can, obviously, but don't. Um, don't hold things back too much. I've also heard that it's wise to get them rapid turnaround. And that yeah. makes sense just from any business standpoint. Yeah, definitely. Like if you order something from Amazon, we all love Amazon because right. boom, there Next it is. Day. I just, it was, yeah. I just yeah. typed it in. I just logged out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's the same with auditions. The agents, and, and in some areas like trailers or, or sometimes games and stuff, they, they really want it, you know, in mm -hmm. 45 They're minutes. Yeah. For it. Yeah. Uh, I get calls like that all the time from uh, Vinny Buno at CESD. It's like, can you do this in the next half hour? It's like, well, I'm driving home, and I've got to get it as yes. soon as I can. Yes. And I know that other people are doing the same oh, thing. My it's lapel microphone. Yeah. Um, do you ever pass on things, and yeah. uh, and why? what is your motivation for passing on something? Uh, well, I don't do uh, pharma stuff. I don't do cold remedies or, or you know, all these drug ads. Mm -hmm. I can't stand them. Mm -hmm. One time I got by accident. I always tell my agents that I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do the drug stuff. Mm -hmm. I don't do them myself. I don't use them, so I'm not going to promote them. One time by accident, they sent me a script because they forgot, and I read it, and it was like, this sleep medication, and it said, the thing I had to read was the disclaimer. It said, right. this sleep medication, you may find that uh, you have been driving while asleep. <laughs> oh, jeez. Like, With explosive how diarrhea. Any, yeah. But I mean, just the idea that <laughs> yes. we sell a product that could happen, this sleep medication, you may wake up in the morning and find that you've been driving around. That's and that, like, how can I promote me. that? It's just yeah, like, come yeah. on, come yeah. on, people. Yeah, it's just too insane. So I don't do those. I don't do um, don't do a lot of political stuff right now because I've like had enough. Mm. 
it's yeah. just oh, it's just uh, yeah. I think oh, I think everybody yeah. had yeah, enough. We really had enough. Yeah. So I'm 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 kind of sidestepping that where I can. Although I tell you what, I, it's it's fun to do Donald Trump. We're all having a ball, aren't we? I think we are. We're having a great time. We have a fabulous time doing Tremendous. Donald Trump. Because I would tell you, you know, it's a fun, it's fun. It's easy. You don't have to think too much. It's kind of like George W. Bush that way. You just sort of lower your IQ. Those right letters, IQ. <laughs> Lower him down a few clicks. <laughs> well, maybe Bill Clinton will Wait, get back in the way I live. It's possible. I love like... to laugh. The George laugh. Do it. That's the best part. <laughs> He's so amused by himself. He's amusicated. He's amusicated. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. Yeah. Yes, I love your whole president series. And, of course, President Obama. President like, Obama, yeah, which is harder. I have to sort of pitch my voice in a, in a resonant uh, place that's so different. But his voice uh, starts off at a certain speed and drops off at the end. <laughs> but I learned a lot from Reggie Brown. My friend Reggie Brown is a great Obama impersonator. Yes. We learn from each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's course. a fraternity. Yeah. That's true. It, it is. is. Get, get yourself hazing out there. Absolutely. Yes. Jim. <laughs> Jim. What is Jim Pressions. Is Jim Pressions your stage name? Is that your, your professional name? Um, no, so what I love about your impressions, I have an eyelash in my eye. Uh, what I love about your impressions is that how you do them is so unique. Like, for example, the wonderful video you did, what was it, 2011, that went viral, the, sh the Shakespearean... Mm -hmm. Shakespearean Celebrity Voices. Yes. Look at that on YouTube. Watch it, and there's two parts. Um, I love how you you really come at it, and the Bohemian Rhapsody and Celebrity Voices. So what is your... Um, what, where does that come from? Like, how do you decide how you're going to bring them to life? Because it's very unique. Thank you. That's very kind. Well, uh, you know, you know when you're watching a movie mm -hmm. and you love the character? Yeah. And you kind of come out of the movie and you're sort of looking at it, at the world from their point of view. Yeah. And you can kind of indulge that for as long as you want. Mm -hmm. You know, and uh, uh, that's the way I've. I've been, and, and then why I do the, the impressions I do, I, I usually do people I admire or I, I mm -hmm. think are cool, and not so much people that I loathe, you know, and, uh, but I guess I just sort of try to inhabit them in a way, which is a very vague statement, but what I really mean is I, I try to look at it from their point of view. For example, if Tommy Lee Jones was here, he'd sit in a completely different way, I imagine, I don't know, and he'd be sort of looking for the exit and uh, thinking about other things and... So, you know, your face changes. The face changes. Everything changes. The physicality like changes. You're Robert De Niro. When I heard you, you said his mouth is upside down. His mouth is upside down. I, <laughs> yeah. oh, I watched, you know, we all did. We watched Robert De Niro many times in films, and there's something very intoxicating about the way, you know, and he's terrific. You know, there's nobody that really acts like this. How do you do that? You even changed the shape of your eyes. I know. His mouth is upside down. <laughs> it's so it is crazy. so good. Yeah. Well, even Paz is mes mesmerized over <laughs> right. there. He's I like, mesmerized Paz. Oh my not God. bad, not bad. But I, I love the range. You have, you know, Bob Dylan, John Wayne. Uh -huh. It's like just the yeah. range of... Yeah, thanks. It's fun. And, and once I started to get, you know, encouraged, yes. then that makes it easier. And, yeah. people, and when I know that I'm having a good effect on yeah. you, I like to do it. And... Uh, 
Does your family think you're funny? Yeah, I mean, you know, we have a, I have a very talented family, so I think uh, when when strangers come into a family gathering, I think they go, what the hell is going on? You know, yeah, right. Because my sister's hilariously funny, also a great improviser, a writer. She's an Emmy-winning producer, writer of, of Friends and other things. And and my and her husband, Scott, is a showrunner and Nickelodeon, a very funny guy, also an improviser. My wife is an improviser. My daughter is now, you know, an improviser. It's it's And mom, and then there's mom, you know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we all played Celebrity this weekend for her birthday, and it was Oh my just, gosh. We laughed so hard. Oh my God, it was so That's much fun. So cool. So, but I think with impressions, I, and I wondered a lot about it because, for me, it's like, no big deal in a way. Yeah. It's like, well, yeah. this is done. We all have this capacity. Everybody can do this, right? Well, mm-hmm. no. Only no. the idiots that, that spend the time doing it, you know, and, yeah. enough can do it. But it is basically, you're you're human. I'm sure you can imitate people from your past, mm-hmm. your teachers that you admired, your relatives that you've heard a million times, whose voices you have in your head. Right. These people you could probably perform. And I just uh, have had to kind of diversify and, and and I got encouraged and this is how I made my living. So I'm like, okay, I'm always kind of collecting. Mm-hmm. Always going to hear somebody mm-hmm. and I kind of go, okay, I'll make a little file. Like Morgan Freeman, actually, I had in my back pocket for years before anyone ever did Morgan Freeman mm-hmm. that I noticed or, mm-hmm. or cared. Yeah. Uh, but I, I had heard him on something and I went, hmm, I, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I, just got, I, I know where to put the sound back of my nose to make that sound a little Morgan Freeman-y. If anybody ever needs that. And Morgan I would bring Freeman. it out sometimes at yeah. an animation session. I go, well, what if it's a kind of a Morgan Freeman? They go, no, I don't think so. <laughs> go, okay, good. Put okay, it away for thanks. another year. <laughs> Finally, the David Letterman show was looking for a Morgan Freeman mm-hmm. Shawshank spoof. And I went, there you I go. Can do I got that. it. I got it. And you, you you're, like, David, you're like, and I can do the David Letterman I, part too. I do, yeah. David Letterman. Yes, I do. A great David Letterman who's now a, looks uh, like an out of work Santa. Uh, wherever he is. <laughs> Look at his mouth. He does the mouth. <laughs> I know. I know. Now I'm getting all shy. I know. Um, have you ever? Uh, has the actual celebrity uh, ever? Have you ever met anyone who said, "Hey, I saw that"? Or, or not no? often, thank yeah. God. But uh, and I try to not do it. Yeah. Although I screwed up big time, I could not control myself. <laughs> I sat down next to Sam Elliott the other day. Oh at God. Our no, you did. did you go like this? <laughs> yeah. With the mustache? Well, he had just shaved his mustache. Oh, off. my. I've never. Wow. And I, I remarked to it and I said, you know, I, I do your voice sometimes <laughs> for things. And he went, well, you can really get down there, can't you? And I realized later, <laughs> oh, he was just, oh, no. Why did you? And then I did Ron Howard one time for a thing. Uh, mm-hmm. And I know Ron Howard. Well, you did like five of his movies. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So at one time I got this job and they said, we need you to do Ron Howard's voice for an event that's a, a Imagine Entertainment is getting a tribute. And will you come down and do this speech? Uh, and I went, OK, fine. And I'm recording. I was like, Imagine Entertainment uh, was a dream that Brian and I had. And I, it's like goes on and on. And I'm like, so is Ron going to come in? And I mean, this is a scratch track, right? <laughs> And they went, no, no, we're going to have you. Oh. And I said, really? Is Ron going to be there? Probably. <laughs> He's well, going to think he did it, too. What, who, what? I took the money. Yeah. But, and then later on, I had to ask him when I, I ran into him later on. And I said, hey, you know, not for nothing, at this event, did you ever, did you hear something? And he said, oh, you know, I wondered about that. I, I thought I maybe I had, saying a, that. I thought I had a cold or something. <laughs> I thought uh, I had a cold. Yeah. Because yeah. we do, we sound very different. But I can evoke him enough to. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. The other Absolutely. thing that I, the other thing I should say is that, as fussy as I, as Virgos are, yes, uh, and as perfectionistic as I can be, in the realm of impressions, I, I know very well what I'm trying to achieve, and technical perfection is not it, mm-hmm. unless I'm really going for that job. But in general, as an entertainer, like if I'm on stage in the Jim Impression Show, and and 
perhaps to my fault, but I, what I'm trying to do is get you to fill in the rest. Yeah, you get right. you close. Yeah. That involves the audience, and I think it's more profitable yeah. uh, mm -hmm. as an entertainment. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't sweat it a lot. Yeah. yeah. But it's fun for me to push it and to improve it. Yeah. Like I've been doing Jack Nicholson since I was uh, 17 years old, and uh, now I do the old Jack Nicholson because <laughs> he's, uh, <laughs> he's kind of out of circulation. But, you know, a lot of guys do the Jack Nicholson that's like this. Right. And that was a Jack Nicholson. Right. Yeah, the absolutely. Christian but, uh, Slater yeah. Jack Nicholson. Yeah, 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 yeah. the Christian Slater. Yeah. Uh, but, and I just saw him again in a movie, and there's something so seductive about the way he has of expressing himself and talking and uh, taking a breath and noticing something. And uh, He's always these, in, like, a state uh, of disbelief. Like, yeah. Yeah. is this really? What really? a great actor, though. I mean, he's oh, a yes. great Man. actor. Yes. I love Jack Nicholson, I, I always have. I so remember cool. going to a screening of The Bucket List. Yeah. And he and Morgan Freeman were both there. It was not you playing them. They were actually there. Okay. And they were, there was a Q&A afterwards. And I remember everyone on the panel saying that he was such a consummate professional that a lot of times when the camera's not on you, a lot of people are kind of phoning in their lines, yeah. texting, their, you know, because yeah. it's not their moment. Right. And they said every take, whether it was on him yeah. or not... He delivered every performance as if it was his tight shot. And I just thought that was so incredible, yeah. he's especially a true after pro. so many yeah. decades. Yeah. He's, he was like, no, he goes, how, how dare I do that to if my you, If you listen actors. to his, uh, it, sometimes you rent a DVD and you can listen to the commentary. Yeah. And uh, I listened to one that he did. Um, and there was a scene where he was walking along the beach talking to someone and at some point he bends down, picks up a rock and he's talking like this. And the person who's interviewing says, why did you do that? And he says, well, I, I learned early on that it's called moving pictures. Mm. So he's creating movement in the scene. It's like, wow. He's a real professional. Yeah. yeah. A lot of savvy. Yeah. 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 That's cool, man. But you've got the jacket. Just saying. Oh, yes. But he's baby. causing movement <laughs> right yes. now. Um, hey, Jim. Hey, Jim. What inspired you? Before I answer that, oh, I brought gifts. Oh, sure. Ah, <laughs> I'm also an audiobook director. I brought you both copies of... Battlefield Earth. Let me see that, man. That now looks these are, Wait you, a minute, that's not an audio book. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're going to say, baby. Look at this. These are special. You can't buy these in any store. This is special for you. You can what? buy CDs. Check this out. Does it it's come a with a pair of shoes? Just the card, the USB port comes out like that. Yeah. Guess how many hours of entertainment are on that? Well, you could put as probably well, I just 47 saw and a half 47 hours. 47 and one half. 47 and a half hours. Jeez Battlefield Louise. Earth is a massive epic. We used over 150 actors, including many people that have sat Holy on this couch. Nancy smokes. Cartwright, Fred Tatashore. Some amazing, amazing. Scott that Mendel. is a powerful USB. Forty-seven and a half hours. Yeah, and hours. it sounds great. It's got original music. It's got foley. It's got uh, sound mixing, Look sound design. This. It's a movie in your head, and that's for you. Thank we went from you. real to real. Thank you very much. It's very sweet. Yeah, man. isn't that amazing? We went from the real to reals. To that. <gasps> to, to hold on. How many? No, how many real to real? Real to real. ABADs to dats. Because then cassettes that. and then CDs. And now, 
Whatever USB that is. card. Whatever this is. <laughs> it's, uh, a, it's a little drive, I guess. Can you do Apple Pay with this? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Can I pay for that? Uh, thank you so thank much. You. You're welcome. Really I hope you cool. enjoy it. Yeah, thank it's, you. It's a best-selling audiobook, and uh, it's my gosh, really with the traffic in Los Angeles. It's so cool, man. Oh yeah. That's yeah, yeah, that's really, really forty-seven cool. and a half hours Alone. of traffic. Hey, you time. could drive to another Woo. country. Um, <laughs> could drive so over the hill to Santa Monica and get you twenty-three can. hours of it. Have at least half. Yeah. So what? What inspired you to create your Jim Pressions? Oh, really? I just wanted to, uh, you know, I, like I said, uh, my advice to people is to get busy, put on a show. If you're not working, get performing. Mm -hmm. And uh, I took my own advice. You know, I, I always wanted to get out there and be in front of people and find out what audiences like. I noticed that whenever I did impressions in my life, like, you know, I don't often think of it. My mind doesn't often go to it. Yeah. But when I do do it, I get uh, opportunities. You know, I did uh, Jim, I did impressions on the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, mm -hmm. and that gave me all got me all kinds of yeah. attention. Uh, and for Jib Jab, the Jib, the best, oh, yeah, this incredible yes. viral hit, uh, yes. This Land, totally. was impressions. So I thought, well, let me, you know, I, I can always use more work. And it was at a time, you know, around about 2008, I thought, mm, I better drag out the old show again. And it was hard because you have to write the whole thing, learn the whole thing, mm -hmm. and then convince people to come. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. uh, But I learned so much from it. And it's enabled me to, to really to travel the world and to meet different people and perform. And, yeah. Australia and, and uh, other places and uh, they love really you in fun. Australia. They, they called do. you. They called you like the master they call the impressionist. impressionist right? So I'm yeah. correct it's them. amazing. Yeah. By the way, when you have any shows coming up, please, yeah, yeah. hit us let up us on our know. Facebook pages because we'll, we'll let everybody we'll, we'll know. Promote it and we'll go. We'll come. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I know. You know? Yeah. I appreciate it. We'll Thanks. come support you, mm -hmm. man. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, do you think if you were, like, if you were starting your career over? Is there anything that you would do differently? I kind of feel like I have to start my career over almost every month because <laughs> it changes so rapidly. It does. And you yeah. have to kind of, I think that's another bit of advice is that you, 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 you're not, uh, you constantly have to keep that ball rolling. And if it's not moving, you have to kick it. Yeah. Okay. And often it just stops. Like for this, for some reason, August, was it August this year? Just pff, nothing. And I'm like, this is crazy. So what I do is I begin to do a show or I begin to promote more or I make more YouTube videos. So for people starting out, particularly young people, anybody really, it doesn't matter. I say, get your YouTube channel going. Do a podcast. Do, do like what you guys do, you know? Yeah. Start making some noise because everybody else is. Yeah. And if you have... and. You have a unique viewpoint, like you guys. Your show is, a, even though I've been on other podcasts before about this same topic, you have a particular thing that you're interested in and a certain audience that's interested in a certain thing. Mm -hmm. I have a different approach than James Arnold Taylor does right. or, or you know, other impressionists. Uh, um, so it, it's worth it. You don't think it's special, but you should get it out. You know, I'm saying it to the, to the people that are just starting out. You may think you're like everybody else or, yeah, I don't have anything mm -hmm. to add to the conversation. But if you, yeah, you, if you hone in on your unique point of view, you know, what impressions do you do? Why do you do them? And get something out there. Keep it short, but get it out there. Yeah. Then interesting opportunities will arise. Absolutely. Uh -huh. Don't hoard yes. yourself. Don't hoard, don't right. hoard yourself. Hoard. De. Hoard. And then later, hoard. don't hoard yourself. <laughs> don't, yeah. well, and don't hoard yourself either. Hoarding first, hoarding later. Yeah, exactly. But if you okay hoard, you might have to hoard yourself. A little bit. A little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Wow, man. Why do you think, so, I mean, obviously, I don't know, maybe you've answered this, but is there a reason why you think that you've had such a long, you know, career, successful career that, you know... Well, I started out to. I mean, I, I saw from my mother that 
This is something you do for 60 years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, or, you know, it grew. But, I mean, yeah, the wonderful thing about being an artist in general, whether it's a painter or a musician or whatever, is no one ever says, ah, you've retired. Here's your watch. Mm -hmm. You know, and then now you can go and live in that condo by the golf course. Yeah. In no way, man. I, I want to be the old guy who people go, do you, do you know who you just talked to? Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, I want to be the guy who's like, oh, yeah, this is my 700th painting, you know, or You're or the next like Bob that. Hope. <laughs> well. A hundred and yeah. how old is it? Well, yeah. Um, well, did you, have you, it's did, good to know when to get out of the public eye, too. True. But, yeah, but yeah. I want to be able to always create yeah. and, um, and, and, and not be stopped and, and be able to be vital. Because I think that I believe that the spirit is immortal. I believe I'm an immortal being. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the body's going to wear out when it wears out. But in the meantime, I'm going to use it. Yeah. I'm going to use my sensibility and my artistry to try to influence things, have an effect on people, and to have yeah. fun. If you That's weren't cool. a performer, if you, if you had to choose a different career... What would you think you would be? Uh, probably a writer or, or a, you know, luckily I like to uh, draw and mm-hmm. sculpt. I love, I, for, for, for a while in high school, I really wanted to be a sculptor, but mostly because I like the idea of Jim Meskim, an American sculptor. That sounded sexy yeah. to me. Yeah. And then, American ice sculptor. <laughs> <laughs> and you wear the jacket. Let me show you, you all the work splash. I've been doing this summer. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jim, you would be so popular. Turn off the fan. Turn it into a YouTube channel. <laughs> exactly. Ice sculptor. <laughs> <laughs> Think of all the weddings but you I, could when do. I worked, uh, With nothing but Speedos and that jacket. <laughs> 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 when I hey worked there. on The Grinch, I got to hang out at Rick Baker's studio, uh, the great, oh yeah, the great Baker, makeup man. genius. Rick wow. Baker's a lovely guy. And I saw all the stuff that his... He, he used to have a team of people that would yep. work in his uh, studio, sculptors and model makers and mold makers and wig makers and yep. clothing and everything. everything. And I was like, oh, man, this would be... This would be... So oh, cool. Yeah. And I, I thought, well, maybe I would do something like that. I have an affinity for that. And yeah. I hung around there as much yeah. as I possibly yeah. could. But I, I, once again, there are kids, when they were five and six, and I knew some of them, that were like buying, somehow getting a hold of latex, somehow making these things, and somehow learning how to sew. And I'm like, yeah. how do you do that? You know? yeah. Meanwhile, I was you know, with doing stuff with, with audio. Yeah. I exactly. Audio. exactly. So starting out, what, was, what were some of your biggest challenges? In your like as a performer. Well, I think you know if you, the biggest challenge is always the, pro- the challenge that you pose to yourself. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was uh, like a lot of young men. I was very uh, kind of insecure. And in the in my teen years, uh, I was so nervous and so uncomfortable with being a teenager. Who wouldn't be? It's mm-hmm. such a hellish time of your life. It's your an skin, time. your weight. <laughs> The, the talking, the school is torture. Very little is good about it, uh, except that you're going to get out of it soon. But I, I was very uncomfortable. And so, you know, like a lot of people, I smoked dope. You know, I took drugs. Mm-hmm. Then I went to college. I happened to go to one of the most, at the time, was a tremendously druggy college. Now it's probably pales in comparison to colleges today. Uh, Santa Cruz. Santa Cruz! <laughs> And I went there because my girlfriend was going to go there, and then she didn't. Yeah. The old bait and switch. I thought you were going to say Berkeley somewhere. Uh, yeah, it, would, it was yeah. similar. It was a runner-up. Uh, Santa yeah, Cruz at that time in the in the late seventies, early eighties thought it was Berkeley in the sixties. Yeah, oh. it had a, a, a misidentification, uh, and so that became a solution for me. As I, I think it is 
becomes a solution for a lot of people. I mean, we're not all, people that do, do drugs are not evil people. They're not people who are trying to be weird uh, necessarily or be arch or evil. They're people who are like, you know what? This is hard. I don't know what to do. Yeah. And life is hard and life is painful and you're like embarrassed and there's all these things. Yeah. Yeah. So I turned to drugs and um, of course, drugs are a trap and they're famously a trap yeah. and they've killed many great artists. But I wasn't thinking about that and as, as you don't. I just needed some relief. So for me, it was a big challenge to surmount, surmount that yeah. and to put that aside. And I was able to do it uh, fairly, fairly How easily. How did you do that? Well, I... Was it one of those, like, I, you woke up one day and said, that's it, I'm done? No, it's, it's not that easy because your whole life is kind of... That's, it sort of becomes part of the whole texture of your life, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And... Um, uh, at a certain point, though, the, the people that I respected the most, and there were very few people that I really, really loved and respected, was my painting teacher, Spanish guy, Miguel Arguello, great man, great painter. He's deceased now. And he was like the guy that I went to to listen to things. And he told me about Scientology. And I went, what? You? Huh? What? But he was the smartest guy I knew. And uh, I took a look at it, and... I said, that's interesting, you know, and I read Dianetics, right. and it made sense to me. I went, I, I have that. I have voices in my head. I have unwanted feelings. I have fears, and I have nervousness, and all this stuff. Yeah. That's happening that's to yeah. me. It was very real. So one of the first things you do in Scientology or Dianetics is you do a thing called the Purification Rundown, which is a drug rehab program yeah. of sauna and vitamins and a little bit of exercise. And it flushes out all the toxins and the drugs from your system. Yeah. Mm. It takes a while, but you do it like in this very strict regimen. Is it like a, a daily was, thing? A daily thing. thing. Yeah. Daily, daily thing. thing until you're yeah. done. And That must have been intense at the start. And it was, yeah, it was intense, yeah. but, but, and it was really an interesting experience. And by the end of it, I was like, Bam. I felt like I was 15. I'd never smoked a joint. Mm. It was great because I realized... Uh, ever since I first smoked dope, I always had a little kind of a thing here. Yeah, like, I, like yeah. a little yeah. helmet. Like yeah. a little foggy uh -huh. woolen helmet. Yeah. And then one day, in the doing this rundown, it disappeared. And I'm like, oh, that was that. Uh -huh. It's gone now. And I never looked back, never craved drugs, never needed them again, never turned to it, never wow. made it a part of my life. Beautiful. The only time, I mean, if I'm really sick or I have to go to the hospital or if I'm being, you know, having a, a what do you call it, a colonoscopy. Right. Eh, all right. Might it might take, take a little, little something. Uh, maybe maybe general, a baby aspirin. A baby aspirin. So, you know, you are I don't human. do cold. But anyway, that, so that challenge, once I was able to move out of that, because I guess because if, if you depend on drugs too much, you begin to think, oh, that's where my talent comes from. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's where, where my humor comes from. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the, the late, great Robin Williams, unfortunately, I think, owes quite a bit of the impact that he had on the world to, uh, you know, his brilliant mind mm -hmm. and an awful lot of subsidization, yeah. you know, yeah. additional stuff. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, which, uh, you know, I think played a part in his death as well. Yeah. So, anyway, that's all open to discussion. But I, I, I think it's... You got to get past that and, and start whatever way you can, Scientology or religion or, what, or whatever, or, or, or just good, clean, healthy thinking, yeah. to, uh, or common sense, yeah. to realize that you're in control, you're responsible, you're in the driver's seat, yeah. you can do it, yeah. and uh, don't, for God's sake, don't be working against yourself 
right. by, by, by poisoning yourself. Well, and also I think who you surround yourself with, right. your community, your closest circle, is really important. It's very important. Yeah. yeah. Totally Did you have agree. friends growing up that were like all doing drugs and stuff too? Yeah, or? sure. And in college, sure, or absolutely. Just you. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't yeah. just you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Jim Maskamen, exactly. party of one. For some they came every day. <laughs> That's right why you got them for free. Right when I opened up the window. No, it was Jim and all of his voices. <laughs> he had a big party every day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I, mean, I am very glad that you are with us absolutely. and you are. Absolutely. You look very healthy. And your Thank helmet you. is gone. Your I'm mind very is sharp. Glad. Yeah. You still I'm got sorry. many years ahead. I do. <laughs> exactly. I hope I and, have. And because you night. still have many years ahead, what do you think, what do you still want to accomplish in your life? Like, what's the next chapter? Oh, well, I tell you, I, I'm writing stuff now. I, I want to, uh, I want to focus on acting. Uh, not just impressions. I yeah. like doing the impressions. And we did a whole series called Impress Me about uh, working as an impressionist in the yeah. industry and stuff like that. And I feel like, okay, I've really said all I had to say about that. Uh, and so now I'm trying to do more dramatic things. And I have to say, Breaking Bad rehabilitated me on what it means to be a television actor. Oh because, my goodness uh, gracious, You know, man. that m amazing arc that Brian Cranston delivered mm -hmm. to us yeah. and those writers delivered to us yeah. and those directors. Yeah. Uh, you go, oh my, oh, yeah. something like that would be great. Now, that lightning will never strike twice that way for me, but but there are there's plenty of room and yeah. uh, I'm trying to find out what that project will be because uh, obviously there's an audience for really yes. good acting. Yeah. Well, and now yeah. with the yeah. streaming platforms, mm -hmm. there's so many, and you see so many of the shows, what is it, A One Mississippi, um, no, Tegnataro, like a lot of the, oh, okay. the writer, producer, yeah. star of the show, I mean, the Netflix and Hulu and, and Amazon. Um, yeah. I'm not sure how we're going to make a living at it, but such it's, a, but it's gonna, such a nice variety. There's yeah. positive thinking again. Yeah. <laughs> There's Charlie Brown. Charlie yeah. Brown is here. Charlie Brown. <laughs> just kick the football, Charlie Brown. Well, like you said, just kick it and keep going. That's Start right. It out there. Flip. Yeah. Hurt your back, get up, well, keep going. Thank you for, for sharing that. That's a very, obviously, a very deeply personal Absolutely. part of your life. And I, it means a lot to us that you feel uh, safe and comfortable to do <laughs> that. You guys have been so nice. And, well, I, <laughs> and I, we wanted a little more crying, you know. We're going to put you on the hot seat real it's, quick. we got a quiz it, it's question It's sweeps week, Jim. <laughs> we need a little... It's quiz week, Jim. Are there sweeps on the internet? Okay. Yeah, pick a card. Right. Any card. Okay, I'll pick this one here. <laughs> okay. see, if I can, see if I can read it myself. Okay. It says here... Johnny, read it. Uh, what obligation do you believe you have to your country? Great question. Mm. Wow. Well, we have a government that's run by the people for the people. Mm. And I think uh, it's very easy to think, oh, the government does that. They're not doing it right. Uh, but we have to participate in the actual making of the civilization. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I think that begins, I think, I think we have an obligation to be responsible for our environment. And by environment, I don't, don't just mean the canyons and right. the preserves. The glaciers. But, like, the glaciers. Uh, but also just the streets, you know. It's yeah. amazing. I mean, when I was a kid growing up, don't be a litter bug was like, oh, yeah. You don't be a litter bug. Today That's me all the time. Today we see people throwing crap I out the know. window and laying stuff around. I pick stuff off the street. Obviously, yeah. it's a very small thing. Mm -hmm. But I think we if need to participate in, in, in the culture in because the culture. we're part yeah. of it. Yeah. That's why yeah. you know, I do try to uh, put out positive messages and not just mm -hmm. yap, yap, and, and, yeah. and be crazy. No, yeah. we have but more also, power than we give ourselves credit for. That's true. And we have a lot more power. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this country was 
was founded by by human beings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This this was not put here by some superhero yeah, Iron Man. I think you know we're kind of. It's interesting how the movies sort of reflect the way people feel about things. Like mm-hmm. oh, those flying superheroes, the rich super geniuses, you can invent anything. They'll take care of stuff. And like, okay, well, maybe maybe they won't. You know, maybe it, needs, it takes more than that. Yeah. It takes more than 12 people with incredible biceps and, and pectorals right. to, that can fly to clean up what is, you know, the, the mess that mankind is in. I think we all agree. Yeah. yeah. It's a pretty big mess. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's Amen to that, Jim Meskimen. Good, good question. Thank you for that. Absolutely. The cube, cube of questions. I had nothing to do with it. <laughs> um, well, listen. You are fantastic. Thank you, and you guys are great, Thank too. Thanks you. so much for hosting me. I Thank really you. appreciate it. Thank you for taking time to do this. It really means a lot to us and to your fans. Could I come back sometime? Of Is course. Anytime. 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 You're always welcome here. <laughs> great. Um, and we will keep tabs. You guys can find Jim on Twitter at Jim Ross Meskimen and also at jimpressions.net. So Absolutely. See what's happening. Go check out Jim's um, show. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're gonna dig Stacey. it. Thank you, Jim. Thank, thank you, you for coming down, sharing with us, man. Really appreciate it. And leave um, the jacket. Absolutely, love the jacket. <laughs> and we'll see you guys next time. Hi, I'm Jim Eskimen, and I just got buzzed with Chuck and Stacy. Not by Chuck and Stacy, thank God. <laughs> buzzed by them. Not very pleasant. Kind of like a sheep shearing. But uh, it was a fantastic experience. Hey, they dragged out of me some important advice and tips that I I don't think I've ever told anybody before. And you can find out about it by watching this very self-same podcast. Mm, interesting. Watch it at your own peril. <laughs> and that concludes our two-part episode with the amazing Oh my gosh, Jim I have a cramp from laughing. Oh my goodness gracious. <laughs> I didn't even know that anybody could be that talented. Well, he is he's amazing world. and we love him. So Absolutely. make sure to check him out on YouTube too. Yes, yes. And if you have a chance and you're around the LA area or look him up and go check out one of his shows, man. Absolutely. 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 Keep up with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel right down there on the logo. We love you guys. Thanks for watching. And just remember, you, you always, always have time for a little buzz. Come on, come on, come on and get buzzed with us. Don't just listen to VO Buzz Weekly. Watch the show in stunning HD video at VOBuzzWeekly.com on their YouTube channel or on the app. VO Buzz Weekly is sponsored by Chuck Duran's Demos That Rock. Rock. The voiceover demo producer to the stars is now available to you. Visit DemosBitRock.com and take your voiceover career to the next level. See you next time. And remember, you always have time for a little buzz.